Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. My name is Layla and we're so happy to have you here with us this morning. But before we get into the work, we're going to take a moment and pray. Lord, we thank you for today and we thank you for your loving kindness and we thank you for your generosity, Lord, and your mercy that you've shown us, Lord. We ask that you'll minister to us our needs, Lord. Show us those areas that need shoring up, Lord, and strengthening. And we thank you for the divine protection and provision you've given to our partners and our listeners, Lord, and to us. And we thank you for those things. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. In Jesus' name, In Jesus' amen. name, amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. So glad to have you with us. As we continue our study, getting towards the wrap-up of Hebrews chapter, or the book of Hebrews, we are still in chapter 13, but this morning, we are moving forward to cover verses 18 through 25. So, it says this, Pray for us, for we are confident that we have a good conscience in all things desiring to live honorably. But I especially urge you to do this that I may be restored to you the sooner. Now may the God of peace, who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete in every good work to do his will, working in you, what is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. And I appeal to you, brethren, bear with the word of exhortation, for I have written to you in few words. Know that our brother Timothy has been set free, with whom I shall see you if he comes shortly. Greet all those who rule over you, and all the saints, those from Italy, greet you. Grace be with you all. Amen. Amen. All right. Now at this time, the floor is open to give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. Who'd like to begin? I would. I would. All right, Layla. So the whole point of us doing this study was to build the unshakable faith, and Paul just completely, actually, correction, Holy Spirit through Paul completely solidified that in verse 21. Make you complete in every good work to do his will, working in you what is well-pleasing in his sight. So it wasn't the Lord is working in us faith. And he's working in us patience and endurance and an honorable character and all of those things because it's well-pleasing in his sight. He didn't say, um, actually, there's a scripture that says this. The clay doesn't say to the potter, make me a cup or make me a bowl, or make me a plate. The potter uses the clay and makes whatever the potter wants out of it. Um, promise you you bought me clay this, this, um, this season, and as a gift, my clay doesn't come out of the box and go, ah, Layla, turn me into a cow. Make me like this. I take the clay and I do with what, and I, what I want, and I paint it if I want to, and I scratch it up if I want to. But the Lord, because he's good, he shapes us into something beneficial. 
And what I mean by shapes us is he cultivates us to be men and women because he knows what the definition of that means. It isn't you turn 18 or you turn 21 or you have your own house or you drive your own car. When he says you're a man or he says you're a woman, that's what you are. And when he says that you have met his standards, his wickets of spiritual and natural maturity, then okay. You, you, you've met the mark and then you can walk in that. But right now he's training us not only to be men and women, not only to be fathers and mothers and sisters and brothers, but to be those warriors for the Lord that can do battle. We're not running and hiding under the lawn chairs every time the war trumpet is blown. We're out there in the front lines with him. We're doing the work that he's called us to do. And we, the Lord doesn't have to come and save us every second because we're unskilled in what he's asked us to do. We're fully developed. We're fully um, designed. We're complete. We have everything that we need and we're able to walk in it on our own. And what I mean by our own is the Lord doesn't have to keep showing us the baby things, the elementary things, the hold your hands as you begin to walk. Now we can hold that sword of the spirit and take up that shield of faith because we have allowed the Lord to train us, to discipline us, to love us, to get to this spot. And Paul is saying at the summation, at the end of the line, this is always what God has intended. And this is the route he's chosen to make it happen. So as you're looking at the Lord shaping your life, don't be envious going back to something we read earlier in the chapter of what anybody else has or what they're doing because the Lord is fashioning you after what he wants you to be because he's got your future in mind and he has a specific plan and destiny for you and that's important so as we're walking keep that and keep that in mind because there's only one you there's only one me and each of us has our specific role and command from the father and we have to fulfill it we need to fulfill it because there are other people that are depending on us not that we are the clutch, if you will, are holding the world on our shoulders, but the Lord has made a place for us, a place of honor, because he said we'd be the head and not the tail above, only not beneath the lender and not the borrower. So that's what it is, but we have to position ourselves to actually fulfill that and walk in it. Amen. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy and appreciate your use of the term clutch, since you have very recently uh, gotten into sports at a at a ridiculous level. <laughs> and But I say that, but even in sports, right? You want clutch players. What is a clutch player? Someone who is key, who can be depended on, regardless of the stakes. Mm-hmm. They are going, you know, you can count on them. They're going to come through. But the Lord should, we should be clutch for the Lord. Mm-hmm. That he can depend on us and and count on us to continue in faith even when it, it appears all is lost, mm-hmm. that we don't give up and lose hope and take our ball and go home, to use the, the sports analogy, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. But we, we remain and we continue to believe and trust Him being unshakable. Mm-hmm. We should be clutch. Mm-hmm. Dad, as you're speaking, and Layla, as you're speaking, the Lord had me go back up to verse 18, where Paul is asking for the... Jews, I believe, who he's writing to, to pray for him. Mm-hmm. And as we can see here, especially I've considered this in my own life, how that because I was such a good person inside of the Lord that I didn't need prayer from anybody. And now that I could do er- 
almost everything I could pay for myself myself. What? <laughs> well, seeing as you are carried by the faith of others, right? <clears throat> your that? parents. Um, <laughs> What's I, the accuracy of that? Exactly. I see how you could come to that conclusion. Because up to this point, not much in your life has been done by your faith. But, again, that's also us going, wait a second, we're in the palm of his hands. And we're all entering in by his faith, what Jesus Christ did. But I'm just picking on you a little bit. Just because it's nice to be a child and go, wee, look, I did it. And, you know, (laughs) your parents are sitting there holding holding all the weight and everything like that. So, go ahead, sweetheart. And how I had to come to the realization that I wasn't as mature as I thought I was. And even if I was mature like that, I still need prayer. Mm-hmm. And you can mm-hmm. see Paul saying the same here. We can be as mature, we could be the most mature believer in the world. But if we don't allow God to minister to us through others, we're first prideful. And then secondly, we're not going to get anywhere. You see that inside of verse 19. Where Paul says, I may be rest- that I may be restored to you the sooner. Mm-hmm. And so what Paul is saying here is that we should be constantly communing together as a body. It shouldn't be one self by itself doing all the work. It should be the whole body working together. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 And then the other side of that, we do need the entire body, the the I can't say to the hand, I have no need of you, right? Or the hand to the feet, everything the God, the Lord knitted the his body together for the edification of the entire body so that it would grow up in love. And the other side of that coin is that if you can't find anybody to pray for you, if, if everybody that you know is unwilling to pray for you, that you will still be able to pray for yourself and Amen. to stand and endure, which Christ found that, right? He took us, his disciples with him to the Garden of Gethsemane, and he said, pray, watch and pray. But actually, it was more so for them that you don't fall into temptation. Mm-hmm. But then he went on, and he prayed for himself. But I'm sure he was giving them the opportunity to intercede for him as well, because he had already told them what his journey was going to look like. He already like spelled it out in blatant terms that he was going to have to suffer and die. And this was going to be the course. So he brought them there for a purpose, but they would not pray for him because they weren't ready yet. They weren't developed. They want, they loved him. There was no, you know, I'm not saying they didn't love him, but they were not, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So they were not fully cultivated. They were not complete as we were talking about here at that point. So they weren't able to fulfill that. But did Christ fall because they didn't pray? No. Absolutely Mm -mm. not. And just because God gives us an opportunity to cooperate and assist another brother or sister in Christ, another part of the body, does not mean for one second that if we fail to do our job, that person is going to be left by God high and dry. And even like the Apostle Paul, if everybody had forsaken him, he still would have had help from the Lord and... Um, been encouraged to pray for himself. So why am I saying that? It's not to undo what you said. It's not to counter the effectiveness and the need for the body to love on the body and to take care of each other. It's to also say that as you are becoming one of unshakable faith, you need to also be rested and vested in the fact that if it's just you and Jesus Christ, right? We read that at the beginning of chapter 13, that he said he'll never leave you nor forsake you. So that you should be content with what you have. That talks about natural worldly goods, like 
food and shelter, clothing, housing, all those things. And it talks about your spiritual relationship and the salvation of your natural life and everything that pertains to life and godliness. If it's just you and him, you will stand and remain. If remain, if you are the only one who will believe God, don't take the Elijah route, but I'm just saying, if you find it, you're just by yourself, you're still going to persevere and not fall and crumple and fall apart because there's no one else there with you. Uh-huh. Right? Yes, yes, mommy. You're willing to take that journey by yourself, just you and Jesus, if that's the case, if it comes down to that. But be willing and appreciative to have support from the rest of the body. But it doesn't break you if you don't have it. Right? Yes, mommy. Yes. All right. I also wanted to share about um, Paul talking about bearing with the word of exhortation, and that's important. I know as a younger child than I am now that when I was corrected, I didn't, I didn't appreciate it and I, I, and I didn't care to hear it. And (laughs) I suffered terribly as a result. Now it wasn't as full or as detrimental, if you will, as it could have been if I had been left to my own devices, but it was certainly enough to get my attention and have me realize that I need the exhortation. And yeah, the words may sting. Uh, the examples brought up may make me feel bad. And, and my flesh doesn't like it. But at the end of the day, I'm completed in the Lord. I'm strengthened. I'm able to stand. I'm able to be that dependable warrior for the Lord if, if it comes down to it. I'm, I'm able to be the only one and not crumble and fall apart and provide support for other members that may be struggling and be able to provide wise counsel, be able to look on a situation and guide them in the way of the Lord, not cause them to fall off the rails and be run over by the oncoming train, but to bring them to safekeeping in the Lord. That is very important, especially when you're in positions of authority, whether you're parents or you're an older sibling, a teacher, whatever it is, even for your own life, it's important that those things are are completed as well that you remember and you accept all the facets of the love of the Lord because he doesn't just pour out blessings there's discipline in that discipline Mm -hmm. is a part of love because he trains you to go don't stick your hand in the bear claw if you want it to stay whole if you want it to stay on the end of your arm keep your hand out of the trap if you want your feet and the ability to walk, then stay out of the trap. That's part of love. Mm-hmm. Hate would go, oh, you want the trap? Okay, fine. Huh? Oh, well. But he says, no, don't go that way. Go this way. Don't do that. Don't say that. Say this instead. Mm-hmm. And instead of being discouraged by the exhortation, be encouraged because the love, the, the Lord only chastens those that he loves. Amen. That's um, Hebrews chapter 12. Amen. It says, now no chastening seems, this is verse 11, no, now no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. So that was just, um, you can go back and read that chapter um, just to refresh yourself. But that's it. You know, especially when we think we're doing a great job to hear that, uh, <laughs> it's not so great, does not feel good. But God only speaks to us because he loves us. He's, he only puts forth the effort because he absolutely wants his best for us. And someone who does not warn another of an oncoming trap or, you know, peril or danger, you would say, wow, they set me up to fall into it. I mean, 
You know what I mean? Like that would be a, a reasonable conclusion to come to where they just didn't care at all what happened to us one way or the other. But the Lord is not so. He's not such. He is one who loves us. And as such, he he warns us, he disciplines us, he corrects us, but he shows us the full spectrum of his love. And his correction is not um, physically painful. It's emotional to our pride. It puts our pride under because we think we're awesome. And then he goes, well... <laughs> Wait a second, you know, like what, and you look at the way he speaks to the churches in Revelation, that's an example of his, his fathering style. He said, you're doing great at this. You're not doing great at this. Here's the consequence of what you're currently in trajectory of. Fix the problem this way. And then this is the good that will come to you. And this is what will happen. You will avoid all the trouble that you yourself are heaping up on your path that you are going to run right into if you keep going on the path that you're on. He wasn't um, brutalizing them. He didn't slander them. He didn't curse them. He didn't mm-hmm. put, push them away from him. He said, here's the, here's the pathway back. But I acknowledge what you did right to begin with. And I encourage you to get back on track, right? If there was anything good to be found, he found it. He readily finds good about us. And He wants to add to it. He wants to build upon that good. And if we have deviated from the course, he wants us to get back on it as soon as possible. Not because he needs us to be righteous for him to be God. He's going to be God regardless. He's going to be God whether we're there or not. But we want to be there. So he said, here's the way back. If you want to be here and I see, I want you to be here. But it matters more to you in the grand scheme of things, in the grand scheme of humanity and human life. It matters more to you than it does for his well-being, if you understand what I'm saying. He loves you enough to say something. So obviously it's important to him. You matter to him. But the detriment and the weight and the cost of it is going to be borne by the one who does not return to him, who doesn't listen to his admonishment and exhortation and um, correction. So for us... Thank you, God, which is the sacrifice of praise, reaching back to earlier in chapter 13, um, verse 15. Let us, therefore, by him, let us continue to offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Thank you, Jesus, for taking the time to correct me. Thank you, Jesus, for taking the time to have me found out in my sin so I don't go further and deeper and get permanently derailed from you. Catch me now, God, so I can be restored and reconciled, which is what he did. And um, revelation. Absolutely. And I love this this aspect too, um, along with what you were saying, that the Lord who forgave us, right? Paul mm-hmm. is also forgiving the Hebrews or the Jews in his time. Amen. Because, and I love how he writes this. I, I pray for him, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he says, I especially urge you to do this, that I may be restored to you the sooner. He's writing about restoration to people who literally chased him off and were attempting to kill him. Mm-hmm. Like, which is an amazing thing. He's written this whole epistle, of course, as the Lord speaking through Paul, right? Uh, through the Apostle Paul. But he's written to them so they can understand who Jesus is, mm-hmm. right? And, and how... And even in verse 20, the God of peace who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead mm-hmm. and, and how he is the great shepherd of the sheep, mm-hmm. right? But he's he first in this, his, um, his prayer request, but also his, if you will, benediction, exhortation, his farewell, like closing remarks of this epistle, 
He's talking about being restored to them and also how he is sending them Timothy. Not that Timothy was locked up. Timothy was on assignment in Corinth, right? To the Corinthians, you see that in 1 Corinthians 4.17. It says, for this reason I've sent Timothy to you, who is my beloved and faithful son in the Lord, who will remind you of my ways in Christ as I teach everywhere in every church. So he's saying, hey, I'm sending you because I'm not present with you, right? Mm -hmm. Um, He's acknowledging he's in Rome Mm -hmm. and we in Rome greet you, right? Mm -hmm. But he's saying, I'm going to send someone who's like me, who's learned from me, who has exhibited faith in the Lord and his nature and his character in walking about, uh, I'll say his life, walking out his life in the Lord in front of all so they can see, so they can learn, being read by all men, but more so to be pleasing to the Lord. Mm-hmm. So I, I love that he concludes with that. Like there's no charge against them. Mm-hmm. It's just, again, exhibiting the nature, character, and attributes of our Lord. Also faith that they will come into relationship, faith in the Lord, that the Lord will bring them into relationship with himself again. Mm-hmm. Right? And you see that through his forgiveness. You say, I, I desire to come to you, to be restored to you. Even though we now know, you know, church history and such that did not happen but that was his desire so mm-hmm. you know it's it's amazing to see that faith throughout you know is clearly unshakable even you know as as we just said it did not happen the way paul ultimately desired mm-hmm. he was okay with that his mm-hmm. faith was always in the lord and is exhorting others, teaching, encouraging, training, equipping, admonishing, correcting, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Or the Lord's using Paul to do all those things to people he loves and cares about. Mm-hmm. So their faith can be unshakable as well. Amen. And to the ones who are already believers, you know, to the believers here, he's also encouraging them full steam ahead on your faith in Christ Jesus. Don't let anybody sway you from that. Don't let any anything shake you from continuation in your faith and, you know, the hope and the reconciliation and restoration um, that he was looking for as well. Amen. Well, let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close us out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we thank you for today, and we thank you for the correction, Lord, and the direction. We ask that you'll continue to reveal to us, Lord, those areas that we need to be strengthened in, Lord, the areas that we need to fix and sure up, Lord, and we thank you for your faithfulness and your loving kindness to take the time to spend with us, Lord, to cultivate us to be the men and women you called us to be, Lord. We thank you for showing us how to build an unshakable faith, Lord, and we ask that you'll continue to guide us, Lord, even beyond these moments, Lord, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. Oh, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe.
Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.